Radio Pulpit, 657 AM. That's exactly what I hear in my inner ear. I hear greater because there is a, a great thing, the great things that I'm created to do there and I cannot at all accomplish them without the great one that is in me. And of course, uh, uh, that coincides with our topic this evening as we'll be speaking about... Uh, understanding the will of God for yourself with Pastor Theom Kabele, a topic that we started uh, last week, which was very, very interesting. And I, 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 at the end of our discussion, invited him to come back because I believe that uh, what he uh, talked about is something that we really need to know. And... Um, some of these things are hardly taught or in our churches, not because people don't want to, but because of the time we have. We don't have a lot of time, and I know that COVID-19 has made matters worse. I mean, you can't just discuss these things under well, 45 minutes. Um, these are uh, things that will affect you for the rest of your life. So you need more than 45 minutes uh, to address these things. And I know that books have been written and uh, tapes have been recorded on these matters. That's what I'm saying right now that, uh, hey, there's a lot that we need to, to know about it. People are frustrated out there and some of them are not even aware that they are frustrated. But uh, uh, people who knew, who know these things can tell from the distance that these guys are frustrated simply because they don't know uh, the will of God in their lives. It can be very frustrating. Muruti, good evening and welcome back. Uh, good evening to you, sir. Thank you for having me back. Thank you, Muruti, for giving us your time once again. And uh, please say hi and to your wife there. And we'd like to say thank you to her for allowing you uh, to speak with us because this is a family time, Muruti. Uh, this is a quality time that we are taking from you. <laughs> Yeah, I, I understand. Uh, fortunate, fortunately enough, my my family understands that the will of God in my life is 24 hours. Ah, that's fantastic, Muruti. And, and I hope yeah. that you and Muruti, you know what quality time is. Some of us are battling uh, to understand what quality time is. We always hear the word, quality time. Give us a quality time. And you're asking yourself, what, what on earth is that? But I'm sure, Muruti, when they will talk about quality time. I know it might differ from couple to couple, but hey, we really need at least an understanding of what quality time is all about. Why do women love uh, the word quality time? Eh? Actually, quality time, it means give me your full attention in the moment. Okay. Yes. You listen or you just watch them speak? Yeah. <laughs> if, if you are at home... If you are at home as a husband, yes, it means you are not on your cell phone, you are not on your laptop, you are not listening to music. Okay. You are not entertaining your friends, you are not doing anything else, but you are giving 100% of your time and your attention yeah. uh, to your wife or to your children. You just it's focus on the beauty that is in front of yeah. you. Now I understand. So that's, that's, in other words, give me your best in this moment. Wow. So that's wow. what they are asking for. So do not do not come to me with a double-minded mind. Yeah. Uh, do not give me half of your attention. Don't be Eesh. here in I see. I want, I want you to be here now. I want your undivided attention. That's very correct. You must actually yeah. also notice the uh, small changes in, in me that I've made. Maybe my new hairstyle, yeah. maybe my new eyelashes and all that. Correct, yes. Hey, so and how many, how many of us have failed in that area, Maruti? So in other words, 
give me your best time, and not only that, but become attentive to every fanatic chess that is in front of you. Oh, wow. And if you can do that, you are not ready <laughs> to miss. You are not ready. If, if you have you still have got friends that you need to entertain mm. and some other stuff that you need to attend to, I would say to you, better, better maybe do them until you are you are ready mm. um, to to enter into a relationship. Yeah, mostly thank you very much. Especially if it's a life, uh, it's a life, life lifetime relationship. Mm, I agree, Maruti. Because once you say to somebody that I I love you, it means I I am here to give you my hundred percent plus one attention to everything, spirit, soul, and body. Mm. So it means I will be I will be emotionally available. I will be spiritually available. I will be materially available. In other words, I'm enter, entering into this relationship with you uh, with a purpose in mind, with an intention in mind, with a meaning in mind, and with a determination in mind. So I will share, I will share uh, my resources with you. I will share my strength with you. I will share my weaknesses with you, 100%. Mm, yeah. Amrudi, you must write the book, yeah, Quality Time. Title book must be Quality Time. I think you have just explained it nicely, the Mfundis. We're continuing with this topic, Mfundis, yeah, understanding the will of God for our lives. This time around, Muruti, what is going to be our focus? Uh, maybe let's lay a foundation today, and then along the way, uh, we will get our focus. But let's start from here. Um, understanding the will of God, it means, number one, understanding the order and the patterns of God when it comes to doing life on a daily basis. Number two, when we're speaking about the will of God, we're speaking about God's way of doing life. And that means God's way of doing life in the area of your studies, if you're a student, in the area of your career choice, in the area of your marriage, in the area of your business, and also in all the areas of your day-to-day expressions of life. So God's intention is we need to live 100% in the will of God on a daily basis. So once we understand the will of God, we will not have a frustrated purpose. We are not going to the troubles because we are off the course of the will of God we are not going to be weakened in our expression of our day-to-day life because you understand the patterns of God, you understand the order of God, you understand God's way of doing life, you understand God's way of doing things. But it comes first by understanding that there are three levels of the will of God. It's the good will of God, it's the permissive will of God, it's the perfect will of God. I was actually thinking about this earlier on, that let's say you are at school, at high school, and that you happen to, to like a particular girl, and therefore you grow up together, you go to varsity, and ultimately you get married. But it was not the intention of God. But by reason of association, you ended up falling in love. So you are in love by association and by default. So you started obviously, in the good will of God. 
because it is God's intention for marriage. And therefore, marriage starts uh, at a relational uh, level. So you can start wrong. And if you start wrong and you become determined uh, in your mind, in your spirit, that you want to get to this person and you want to be married to them. The Bible says all things work together for good. So now, God can use the goodwill, which is the intention of God for every man to be married, and work out the good intention to become the perfect will of God at the ultimate end when you submit your will to God. So it is always important for us to understand uh, the will, the will of God in all the areas of our lives, in your studies, in your career, uh, in your marriage. Let's talk a little bit about marriage. Uh, you've got to, a wife comes from God. A wife is a blessing from God. And the Bible says the blessings of God, he adds no sorrow. So which means every blessing that comes from God comes with peace, comes with profit, comes with advantage in life, gives you favor, and gives you grace. So therefore, getting the right wife, getting the right husband, must be a priority to everyone who is interested to, to enter into a lifetime commitment uh, with, um, uh, with a partner. I think, Marut, I think, Marut, the first thing that we should have in mind is to make sure that the person that we are looking for is not going to jeopardize your relationship with the Heavenly Father. That must be a non-negotiable, Muruti. If they were jeopardizer, then that's not the right person. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, that's why we need to pray about this, um, the, all these areas which I've mentioned. And then you need to, and when I say that uh, doing the will of God, it's doing doing life God's way. So in other words, it's number one, acknowledging the fact that I don't know my partner. I do not know who my love partner is. But God, I depend upon you to help me find the right partner. And then then you depend upon God. And God then will, will lead you. God will lead you accordingly as far as getting the right partner is concerned. I am speaking from a position that these are Christians. We are talking about Christians here. Because once we, we cannot take it outside Christianity unless God has instructed you to do so. Like it happened to one of the prophets uh, to go and get married to a prostitute. That is one example, okay, where God basically uh, destroys rules and regulations. But that is a unique situation. Now I'm speaking from a position whereby this is a Christian brother and also a Christian, uh, a Christian sister, who are basically looking for each other, but they don't know. But I'm saying we need to be able to, to understand that we need to be filled by the Spirit of God. We need to be led by the Spirit of God. And over and above that, the Bible says God gives us the desires of our hearts. So which means when it comes to the relationship, the marriage relationship, it is also your responsibility to give God that which you are looking for. Are you looking for a short man? Are you looking for a tall man? Are you looking for a dark woman? Are you looking for a light-skinned woman? What are you looking for? Because at the end of the day, it's the choice that matters to God. This is the person I want to live uh, my life with. And if you do that, somehow God will, will guide you the right, the right way. It's either God will send you to the right person or God will bring the right person to you. But the most important thing it's being sensitive to the leadership of the Spirit of God. And I take, I take it now generally 
that uh, believers know the voice of God. But I have understood uh, over, over many years that many of us will know more about the voice of Satan more than we hear the voice of God. One of the things that which we need to do and do uh, accurately is to, is to teach the saints how to hear the voice of God and how also uh, to hear differentiate between the voice of God, the voice of Satan, and your own internal voice. Because sometimes your own internal voice that is actually emanating from the dimension of the things that you're thinking, you think somehow it is the voice of God, and yet it's not the voice of God. So we need to be able to differentiate between the three voices. There can also be the third voice, because there's the voice, your internal voice, the voice of God, the voice of Satan, and the voice of your friends and your family, and also your colleagues. So you need to be able to differentiate uh, as to which one is the voice of God in all of this. Because a good advice can sound like it is God speaking to you. And that could be coming from outside. Okay? A good advice from a friend, from a mother, uh, from your relative at home. It can sometimes uh, feel like it is the voice of God. But in the midst of all these three voices, you need to know the voice of God so that you can know as to what sort of studies and subjects are you supposed to choose if you are going to school? What sort of um, courses are you supposed to choose if you are going to high school? And obviously that leads you to your career choice. What sort of a subject am I supposed um, uh, to choose so that I can be at the right place, at the right time, with the right people, so that I can have an advantage in life, so that I can have the favor of God upon my life, so that I can have the grace of God upon my life. And not only that, so that I can also enjoy the blessings of God uh, in my life. So therefore, when we're speaking about the will of God, we're talking about doing the will of God. We're talking about obeying the things of God, obeying the voice of God, doing what God tells you to do, loving what God loves, mm. hating what God hates. What about the role of uh, the roles of both peace and your own desires? I think that you you love to do. Can it stop you from doing the things that you love to do? I'm talking about uh, the good things here. Perhaps you love singing. Can he t- tell you to do something different from uh, what you love to do? Uh, okay, this is how I normally advise. I was thinking about speaking to my son this morning. For you to understand uh, the direction of your life, Learn to study the, the patterns that are already existing in your life. Because God works in patterns in our lives. God works in a particular order. Uh, see if ever one, is, it, is this a natural gift? As a pattern, you find that at home, from your home, maybe your mother loves to sing, maybe your aunt loves to sing, maybe your father loves to sing, maybe your siblings love to sing. And that you grow up in that environment, there is a pattern. And that somehow you did not love singing, but because of, of, of the environment, you ended up loving singing. And therefore you go to school, and all of a sudden you're involved in a school choir. You go to church, all of a sudden you're involved in a church choir. You understand? So now by default, there is a pattern already. But that, that pattern which has been formed by default, there can also be a purpose in it that God is you was using the environment to train you so that you can become a better singer, 
at the ultimate end. You might meet someone else maybe 10 years from now who is going, allow me to use the word hook up, somebody else who can hook you up in that specific area of singing and then you become the best. However, you must understand that the Bible says you must not um, uh, never go to work with an ox, okay, in a different animal. You need to make sure that we are equally yoked. So, in other words, do not go to the world and marry the person who are fasting and say, and I've seen many people doing that, hey? And after yes. that, they don't even repent and say, we made mistakes here, and they're just quick to uh, blame the, the partner that they chose for themselves. Yes. So now that is then when you begin to experience a frustrated purpose in life, a troubled purpose in life, a weakened purpose in life, because you are not at the right place with the right person, and you are not, uh, you cannot be also with the right people. You are not doing that which is right in your life. So it is always important to understand uh, the will of God that God works with patterns, God works with values, God works with principles. If you break the boundaries, whosoever shall break the head, the snake shall bite them. So in other words, if you move out of the corridors of the values and the principles of God. Be ready to suffer the consequences. Be ready to suffer uh, to suffer frustration in your life. And there's nothing that which God can do until you come back and say, God, like a prodigal son, I, I have sinned, and I ask you to forgive me. Then God will forgive you. God will cleanse you, and God will make you whole. But if there are consequences that you're supposed to go through, you have to suffer the consequences, but you have been forgiven which is the main key thing. So I'm saying to all of us, whatever that which we are doing in life, seek the advice of God. Seek, uh, if you cannot hear the voice of God, can you go to somebody else who can speak to you? Can you go to submit yourself to somebody else who can hear the voice of God? And the issue now that we're talking about relationships, uh, if any young girl, or especially a young girl, comes to me and says, uh, um, I am in a relationship. One of the questions I would always ask is, are you in love now? Because you can, sometimes you, we cannot differentiate be, between being in lust and being in love. Hmm. So because lust has to do with the physical appearance. Lust has to do with the feelings. This is how I feel when I am in your company. So that is not necessarily love. As much as you cannot take feelings out of love, but when the drive of the relationship is feelings, then it becomes lust. Mm. However, mm. however, when the drive in the relationship that I love you beyond your physical appearance, then you know that is love. Uh, you know that it's love when love pushes you. The Bible says the love of God constrains us. To constrain it means it pulls you beyond your normal limitations of the expression of love. Mm. So I don't love you because of your beautiful face. I love you. So in other words, even if you were to be involved in an accident and you're not able to walk again, I'll still love you. It means if you were a size 28 and uh, after three years we've been married and now you're becoming a size 48, I'll still love you. But I'll still tell you that I love you, but you've got to lose weight. Because in love, there is truth. <laughs> in love, there yeah. is truth. Yes. So we need to still speak, uh, speak the truth, but we speak the truth in love. 
So it is important again to understand those things, that are you in love or are you in lust? Because lust that goes with feelings, when the feelings go, it's the end of the relationship. Mm. But true love goes beyond the extension of feelings. All right. True love goes beyond the issue of material. Mm. Because it is true love. Muruti, uh, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it right here, Murutuaka, but Rale Boha for that powerful information that you have shared with us. I'm sure people, um, uh, they needed this. Uh, they wanted to know what uh, the next step what is it that they need to do more especially with regard to their uh, you know career choices and also choosing their spouses and all that from now onwards they will begin to dig deeper into these things it is not only because somebody is beautiful and and all that but it's deeper than that hearing about these things so there's a lot that they need to do Muruti. but the foundation uh, should I give you my number? Yes, please. Okay, my number is 072. 072. 073. 073. 5304. 5304. 072. 073. 5304. Yes, and I'm also available on Facebook, so you can, um, people can follow me. Your name on Facebook, Murutuaga? Uh, it's Tiyom Kabela. Stephen Kabela. Tiyom. Oh, Theo, just Theo Mkabel. Mkabel, all right. Okay, Muruti, I'll give you a hand. Yeah, give Muruti Theo Mkabel on Radio Puppet, your daily companion. Otherwise, Ogale, it's Josie, or Jose, I call him Jose. More 011-248-242-8000. Ask for him, ask for Jose. They will put you through to him there. 011-242-8000. Or go to the Global Business Roundtable website, which is www.doublebusinessroundtable.com. Up next is Murudi David Malatz, right here on Radio Popetio Daily Companion. Let's do this. If you need prayer, please send your request to prayer at radiopulpit.co.za or WhatsApp 067-429-7564 or go to Radio Pulpit website on www.radiopulpit.co.za. Many people across South Africa are being blessed and encouraged by the Radio Pulpit devotional magazine, The Word for Today. This publication places the gospel of Jesus Christ in the hands of more than 100,000 people every day, inspiring every person, from the professional businessman to the needy person who lives in the streets. Each edition contains daily scripture-based devotionals and inspiring articles to help you grow spiritually. The booklet is given with the compliments of Radio Pulpit, but your donation, large or small, will help us to print the next edition and continue being the hope of the gospel to a world in desperate need. The Word for Today. Get yours today on 012-334-1200 or subscribe online at www.radiopulpit.co.za. Radio Pulpit, your daily companion. You and 657 AM and Life, a winning team on the road to eternity.